All right, hi, welcome back. Welcome to another exciting episode of Vondren Legal Hour. Attorney Steve Vondren here. We are talking in this podcast about something different, a little more about civil procedure. Okay, we don't talk a whole lot about civil procedure. Obviously, it's very important. This is about how cases work its way through. There are certain procedures that need to be followed when you're trying to bring a case from the beginning, filing a complaint to the end, which is taking it to trial, so forth and so on. Okay, but in between, what happens is there are certain motions that parties may want to file. For example, a motion for summary judgment or a motion to dismiss, those kinds of things. And the courts, and I'm going to talk about the Central District in California, where I do a lot of my cases, each court's going to have its local rules of court, okay? LR, it's called LR, local rules. And those rules need to be followed, okay? And if not, there can be consequences, penalties, sanctions. So I'm going to talk to you about one. This is a trick that some opposing counsel do, and you need to be aware of the rule when you're in the Central District of California. Um, and I'm just going to point it out because this just recently happened and I figured what better time to provide a teaching. That's what I do. Okay. So, so this involves one of these, um, torrent cases, these bit torrent illegal movie sharing cases. And one of your famous, um, plaintiffs that are filing thousands and thousands of lawsuits. I'm not going to mention any names. It's not important in this, uh, podcast, but what I want you to know is, they had filed a lawsuit, and we had thought that per the cobbler standard, this cobbler standard, I think this case is giving the movie companies just nightmares because they're, they're having to allege something more than just a person is an IP, and has an IP address and they're, they're a subscriber on an Internet account. The cobbler case said, said that was not enough. You need something more. So what we did is we filed a counterclaim for declaratory judgment, for declaratory relief to declare that there was a present co- case and controversy, that there was no infringement, that when the, def- when the plaintiff found out there was no infringement, they would probably try to voluntarily dismiss the case, cut and run, and not pay any attorney fees. So that's why we filed a counterclaim. They got back to us and said, well, you know, we don't think that's a good um, counterclaim. We're going to seek to dismiss. So I said, okay, all right, well, let's talk about it. We have an obligation under Local Rule 7.3, 7.3, which talks about conference of counsel prior to filing of motion. So I said, well, before you file a motion to dismiss, we have an obligation to discuss this. And I want to go over what you think your points and authorities are. I want to go over what I think my points and authorities are. And let's discuss. This is our meet and confer. Now, The reason the courts put this obligation on you is because a lot of these things, if you sit down and talk it through with opposing counsel, go over your cases, see which cases actually apply in your jurisdiction, see which cases are binding, which cases are persuasive, you can oftentimes come to a resolution. Maybe you withdraw the complaint. Maybe you decide not to challenge it on a motion to dismiss. The whole concept is to stop wasting the court's time on things that could be easily resolved by two brilliant attorneys if they just sat down and thought about it, okay? And this is why some judges don't like this kind of motion practice when it's on things that you could resolve. So I said, let's meet and confer. We have an obligation. You have an obligation per Local Rule 7.3. Now, I'm going to read this to you real quick so you understand. 
Um, it says here, it's very short, in all cases not listed as exempt in Local Rule 16.12, and except in connection with discovery motions, which are governed by Local Rule 37-1 through 37.4, so discovery motions are separate, and applications for temporary restraining orders, TROs as we call them, or preliminary injunctions, counsel contemplating filing of the filing of any motion shall first contact opposing counsel to... Bold underline, discuss thoroughly, discuss thoroughly, okay? Preferably in person, if you can, the substance of the contemplated motion and any potential resolution. The conference shall take place at least seven days prior to the filing of the motion, at least seven days prior to the prior of the motion, to filing the motion. If the parties are unable to reach a resolution which eliminates the necessity for a hearing, counsel for the moving party shall, this is not may, shall include in the notice of motion a statement to the following effect. This motion is made following the conference of counsel pursuant to local rule 7.3, which took place on blank date. LR 7.4 motions. The court may decline to consider a motion unless it meets the requirements of local rule 7-3 through 7-8. Okay. The court may decline to consider a motion. Okay. So, what happens here in, and then what happened is I'm in the middle of trying to go over the relevant case law in regards to this um, counterclaim for declaratory judgment of non-copyright infringement, okay? Um, some jurisdictions are in on it. Some jurisdictions are not okay with it. So we were simply in the middle of having that discussion when opposing counsel, I asked a question and opposing counsel just rushed and filed the motion. Okay. So to me, in my mind, that was filing prematurely. That was filing before we were able to thoroughly review and, you know, something like that. We ended up getting the case settled, so I didn't have to go any further, but the point is, had the motion gone forward, I would have asked the judge to consider not reviewing the motion because of failure to comply with local rule of the Central Districts of California, local rule 7-3. So this is just a little thing. Sometimes you get in the heat of, heat of the battle, the heat of litigation. These kinds of things go, go on. But I, me personally, I respect the courts. I don't want to rush a motion in uh, for myself or have anybody else, my opponents, do it. Unless we've had a chance to thoroughly, as the rule asks for, thoroughly discuss, okay? So if that pops up, this is a tool in the litigator's toolbox to basically call that out and, and you know, it may help you in a case. May not. Judge may not care. Judge may say, well, you know, let's just hear the darn motion. You never can tell. But those, as we say, them's the rules, okay? So, again, check your local rules and your federal court. And if you need help with a copyright infringement case, you know where to find us on the web at attorneysteve.com. That's attorneysteve.com, the first name in legal services. And we handle software audits, copyright infringement cases, font audits, um, BSA, Business Software Alliance audits, audits with other software vendors, okay, Microsoft, Vero, Siemens, cases like that. So we do technology law, copyright law. We're one of the best in the business, in my opinion. We're probably the best. But, you know, I guess I'm not really allowed to to uh, say that because it's hard to quantify, but we're darn good. We've got 55 client reviews, and you can check it out for yourself. We'll offer a free initial consultation if you receive the demand letter, a subpoena, notice of a lawsuit, any of that. 
Find us on the web at attorneysteve.com. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Hope this has been helpful. Make sure you watch our video channel. We're getting close to 16,500 subscribers. Yes, subscribers. People love it. They're tired of listening to the same old politics that just spin wheels and don't get anybody anywhere. They decided they want to learn something instead. Learn a little about the law. Learn a little bit about our system, okay? Have a great day. Got to run. Lots of work to do. Thanks for listening. Bye now. This is general legal information only and not legal advice.